Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. So, 2020 has continued to be a crazy year. Continue. It just (laughs) won't fucking let up. No. I mean, you got kombucha girl going online telling people what is considered AAVE and what isn't AAVE. Is that what she's known as? Kombucha girl? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that she drank the thing... Yeah, I remember the gift. I didn't. I never saw her drink anything. I just seen the faces. Yeah, she like in the video, she drinks kombucha, and that's what the face that's is where for. The gift comes from. See, yeah. I, don't, I didn't know who she was. I just know that the gift was popular. But yeah, and then it's just man, twenty twenty is just weird this year. The president is debating people. <laughs> Why don't know how to read charts. Doesn't know how to say Yosemite. He called it Yosemite. What a... Uh, I'm not even gonna... <laughs> I say it all the time. I'm just done, man. Like, can we break up early? Like... It's I, not even... It's, it's not, not even funny. jarring anymore. It's not unbelievable. I just don't understand how you could watch that dude and be like, you know what? Vote for him again. I am going to fall in line with everything that he believes is right. I don't understand it. Who? And then, you know, like, it's just, I don't know. Oh, got the NBA going on also. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard is the funniest person. Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) The memes with him walking are so hilarious. Just the captions that people be putting. Because they really do look like he just going out to a girl's so car. The caption possibilities are endless. <laughs> um, I haven't been watching any basketball, though. I ain't even going to lie. Explain to me what the bubble is, what they mean by the bubble. Okay. Um. So, 22 teams are all on the same campus and Mm -hmm. it's down near down in orlando so they can't leave the bubble so they're limited to i think four hotels gotcha and so they can only interact with each other and they're getting tested i believe daily they haven't had any covid cases yet Mm -hmm. um and it looks like it's going to be the only sports that's going to work because baseball they're not doing it half their teams are getting covid yeah Cause you can't do this shit no other way. So that's how um they've been doing on um Tyler Perry's um compound. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, for sisters, 
the show that he's filming. I want to say it's what, season two. I think so. Can you imagine risking death being a Tyler Perry movie? <laughs> yes and no. Yes, because it seems like they're, I mean, because they get tested a lot. I feel, I feel like they get tested more than the NBA players. I think they get tested like every three days and then they wait for the results to come back. That's the other thing. NBA is getting same day testing. Yeah. Because, you know, NBA. They don't have time. Right. Season would be all year long if we were waiting right. every couple of days for a test on everybody. But, yeah. But the funny thing about the uh, the bubble thing is the NBA is the best sports league by far because it's a mixture of, like, pro wrestling and, like, just hip-hop shit. And then just <laughs> funny, goofy shit. Like, the NBA is the only place that you could have a bubble where you got uh, LeBron walking in, even though he's leaving a hotel, like he's rocking a runway. And Fly he, as fuck. That was a dope-ass fucking suit. Yeah. And I saw uh, people were trying to act like that he didn't look fly as fuck. And it's like, this one dude's like... Uh, Mitten, you shouldn't dress that way. Like, fly as shit. Everything about that outfit was dope as hell. And the fact that I remember the details, he had on two chains, <laughs> two gold chains with a, a, a men's matching set, if you will, <laughs> with the, the Nike Sakai waffle, all white, like, sauce. <laughs> Nothing but sauce. And also, that nigga's in shape to where he can rock that in a way that most people can't rock that. Uh, I mean, honestly, the type of outfit he was wearing, anybody could honestly pull that off. He just just has his own flavor. Like, LeBron be dressing. Dressing, dressing. Like, I don't don't think people talk about that enough. That he's an icon? He's he's a pretty fly nigga. Um... But, like, it, I think it's because in the NBA also, that's, like, part of the culture thing that you just don't even look at it being, like, bronze style icon. Yeah. Because it's just everybody's dressing fly as fuck and everybody has designers and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, but just the the contrast of <laughs> Kawhi walking in with the hoop and with shorts. The, with the slippers. <laughs> The slides that I just fucked your bitch. Right. Flip flops. <laughs> Excuse me. With the fuck boy footwear. Fuck boy flip flops. We love a good fuck boy flip flop. I have a couple of them. I'm wearing some today. I um I have I don't have any fuck boy flip flops right now. I lost my Jordan ones when I moved. I don't know where they're at. Cause you know you gotta I have. Never some. like Jordan flip flops. Jordan flip flops be going hard. That too. Those are some bulky ass flip flops. <laughs> I don't. That is a sandal. <laughs> <laughs> that is a sandal. <laughs> I um. I don't. I I just don't like to have my toes out. I've never been one of the people, even with socks, because I'm that nigga. That, hmm. Like, uh, do sock. you feel vulnerable? I mean, you already just feel weird about feet. 
don't know. I don't know what it is. I just don't like the idea of having my foot exposed because something could like hurt it. <laughs> like either I could get it cut or something. Fam, oh. I, I need therapy. I understand that. Yeah, that sounds like a a real phobia. I think it is, and I did. I didn't realize it till recently. That's funny. Um. But yeah, the NBA is special because the NBA also they start calling Lou Williams <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> like we not stupid. Yo, uh, my mom's coworker listened last week. Oh God! Like my mom told him about it. She was like, "All he does is because like her friend was. Uh, I mean, her coworker was uh, complaining about dating, especially during the pandemic." Mm. She's like, that's what my son says. But all he does is podcast and go to work. And then so he listened. And she was like, I just know that they curse a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so he told my mom, I was like, yeah, he does curse a lot. <laughs> but I liked it. That's all that matters. That's hilarious. I'm glad that my parents are still pretending that they don't know about this. There's no way they don't know. It's kind of. My mom probably is still in the dark. My dad, I know he knows. I don't think my mom catches on at all to anything that is not already in her realm of things. She ain't searching for shit. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird seeing how many people fuck with us, though. On the real. That should be overwhelming. I feel like, man, people really listen to the shit I say. Yeah. And I won't be saying nothing at all. It is very crazy. <laughs> Even though, man, I've still got that, uh, our Twitter muted. Because yeah. I got to wait for that to die down. I had to, I had to chill on a lot. I just, one day my phone was just going off with notifications <laughs> from everything. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is too much. That's how I am all the time now. Like, I have too many notifications going. I just got too much stuff. Bro, I feel like I've changed so much <laughs> with the pandemic and quarantine. Like, I just don't be interested in <laughs> this shit no more. Like, I don't want to be bothered. I think we switch places in a weird kind of way. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, I'll, but like, I don't know. Like, I just want to do what I want to do on my side of things. Like, having to worry about or getting all this shit from all this extra shit. Like, I have taken myself out of so many group messages. I hate group messages. Just straight up left the chat. <laughs> like, that's because one of my friends was... Um, so, he sent a link for this, like, I guess it's like a... To me, it feels like a pyramid thing, but they swear that it's not... It's that whole like flower shit. Um, I don't really know the details of it because I just don't be interested in none of that shit. Like whenever I see somebody say, "Do you want to, you know, increase your income weekly by this many hundreds?" and then I'm like, I hear scam in my head. If it's that easy, everybody would be out here with exactly. some fucking money. Like it's not no no. So the first time he sent it, 
I like I hate just being like, look, I'm just not interested. Like this ain't my thing. I'm not interested. Cause then people just be like, oh, you dumb if you don't want to make money. But it just be like, no, this just ain't my way, my type of way to make money. But he sent one one video one time, and then he sent a couple more links, and just kind of like it became a routine thing. Like, hey. You know, so and so is doing a session, a video tonight. If you want to join and let me know if you, and I'm just like, I just left the group because I was just like, I don't, I don't like y'all keep trying to convince us that this, this isn't any pyramid shit, but how else are y'all making all this money per week? Right. Clearly, you're getting a commission off of the people who you introduce to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. That's that's the equivalent of door to door salesman. Yeah, to me. Except for, I might listen to your rap at a on a door to door sale. <laughs> when you come with me with so, are you interested in making money? Well, mm-mm, scam. Nah. And y'all still out here not giving a damn. I don't understand it. The cognitive dissonance is amazing. And then, like, the person I, I interact with the most that's so anti-mask and all this other stuff, it's just the level of arrogance is what gets on my nerves. It's like, okay, so you think you know better than all of these doctors. Like, and you really think that this just is, like... Just because you don't want it to exist, either. It's not even, like, based on anything. It's just no. based on the fact that you're tired of it, and you don't want to deal with it or believe in it. It's based in that people are just defiant for no reason. They're, like, rebels without a cause, it's and so, I don't understand. I cannot explain my frustration. Like I've never wanted to leave the South more than I have now. Like, I just hate it. Just the fucking arrogance that all these motherfuckers have. And it doesn't help that it it just doesn't help that we really are not even out here being contained the way we need to be. I don't want to say contained like we're animals or something, but like we were talking about how Atlanta went on lockdown a couple of weeks ago. But what does that mean? Because everything is still the same. Like if you can go to Magic City, you can go anywhere. Nothing that didn't mean anything except for shit's closing earlier, like it already was. That's the other thing that gets on my nerves. People are getting the wrong message. Like they're like, I don't know why if I go to a restaurant I have to wear a mask before I sit down and then I can take my mask off. That's not doing anything. Right, you dumb motherfucker, because you shouldn't be in a fucking restaurant. That's why I was saying restaurants shouldn't even be open because I'm just like it's hard to even ask people to walk into a restaurant with a mask when they just going to sit down and take it off. It's, That's why, like, restaurants don't have the mandatory mask signs up like everywhere else does. And it's stupid for half of these places to mandate masks and then restaurants not do Like, that's another thing. That's another disconnect. And I think that's feeding into people believing that they can be in other places without man but these other places are not on strict social distance guidelines the way restaurants are that's the only barrier that is quote-unquote protecting anybody in restaurants when they do go eat is because 
they have limited seating, but right. It's just it's obvious that people don't understand that none of these places should be open. And the best bet is for you to stay at home. But people are concerned about the economy. And that's what they really give a fuck about. They don't give a fuck about us getting it's not sick even or people. dying. The government, but us civilians, we don't care about the damn economy. No. That's why when people were like, Civilians are just selfish. We just want to be able to do what we want to do. Right. And travel and shit. But it's even down to like when people say stuff like Trump would be good for the economy. They don't understand that the stock market is not the economy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And people really don't understand that you can... When you hear people say, oh, you don't understand. It's a reflection of it, but that's not... The, everything that goes into the way the economy is run and the shit hadn't hit the fan yet for the economy from all of this stuff and then especially like with the unemployment benefits um, expiring it's about to get bad yeah real bad but you know people want you to get into forex trading <laughs> Oh yeah, let's let's drag LLC Twitter real quick <laughs> once again. Uh, we talked about this before, but niggas still out here trying to talk shit about people and how they spend. I this this is what I don't understand is how <laughs> so many people are so invested in what other people are doing with their money. Yeah. And will shame you for not doing exactly what they do with their money. Mind the business that pays you is an underrated (laughs) statement. Like, there is no way that y'all really give a damn whether other people are saving their money or starting businesses or not. There is no... How? How? Like... (laughs) and, and, And even for the people who blew their money on frivolous things or what the fuck else like you know what so what like that might be their only chance in life to ever be able to Sports. get some shit that they see and can get right and they're like fuck it I might die from this deadly disease anyway let them like you can't die with your money for one right. like even if you do save your money you can't die with it but I'm just like I don't understand why y'all are upset at people spending their money on things. People just want a way to shame other people. Like what what really do y'all want us to do with money? Do y'all want us to literally buy the cheapest and and bare minimum of groceries and necessities and gas and then just go and sit at home and not do anything else with the money at all? Just put everything away and sit with our legs crossed and like people want to be able to make an enemy out of other people and they find multiple ways of doing that so you that's why you feed the theory of these people are just at home not make not doing anything and they're just buying jordans and all this other stuff seafood boils i saw bottles so let us have a good that's all we can buy right now to have a good time good food bro (laughs) the vibes if we can't do nothing else we gonna eat and buy this alcohol right 
Those were the only things that were open at the beginning of all this shit. Everybody was getting drunk. Restaurants and liquor stores. Like, so, man. What you mean? Man, we gonna have such nostalgia for the first days of the quarantine. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. (laughs) Meanwhile, Forex uh, trade. Man, I might be just ignorant and naive. I don't trust that shit. Yeah, me neither. I, I still, to this day, am very skeptical about all that cryptocurrency. Especially the niggas that be telling me about it. <laughs> like I, I see a few people, you know what I'm saying, who look like they're doing well. But I also don't know how long it took for them to get there. And how much and they lost. how much they, you know what I'm saying, had to put into it and the learning curve and I don't I just ain't rich enough to be risking money like that and plus like everybody's not supposed to do that There's, yeah and then like I don't know I guess because I had to teach myself how to like do this I don't I don't take for granted the amount of work that you have to do to start doing something at mm-hmm. a high level yeah so just the idea that all these people are like, oh, I'm just going to get into this. Like, I don't. Yeah. Everybody looks at everything now, I feel like, as a get rich quick scheme. And it's not like that. There has to be a foundation that's built upon or it's going to fall. And I don't know. It's it's like the fast food dynamic of everybody just wants instant Mm-hmm. Hey, nobody wants a real cooked meal that's built nobody also. wants to put the work in everybody wants instantly fit bodies yeah you had this flat wants, tummy teeth right everybody wants instant relationships yep that's the other thing like I'm seeing just people people post some nutty ass fucking shit <laughs> and then you be like wow like you dumbass like what <laughs> You really thought that was smart when you put that out there. Oh, and it's like, man, nobody wants anything for real. Everybody just Everybody's says stuff just, they think yeah, they want. Everybody is just spewing these what I call Instagram philosophies out. Like it just everybody's just recycling these Instagram philosophies and 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 trying to make it look like they're applying them to their own lives when really you're not. You're just another nigga behind your phone <laughs> in your bed, bored like the rest of us. Right. Bored in the house and in the house bored. <laughs> I, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. It's I've muted so many people that are friends of mine. I've unfollowed so many people. Fuck a mute. I just got, got rid of it altogether. <laughs> I don't want to see you this anymore. This is not any energy that I even need <laughs> to be following me. I just realized that the sound is different because of that. Oh, I can't even tell the difference. I'm just hearing it in mind. Hmm. Think I might be hallucinating. <laughs> I don't know, but no, yeah, people just post nutty stuff. It's just like all the people that like somebody posted a picture of all these baby Jordans that this girl got. Oh, I it's like, that. yeah, I'm suspicious of all these people that just only want to talk about babies. Like they don't grow up. It's like, 
I don't, I, I gotta stay away from you. <laughs> like you, you the ones that my mama warned me about. <laughs> yeah, you want the baby, but not the. And I don't like that. Mm. Like it's, I'm too man. Like I said, I'm old. I'm setting my ways in some things, and I just don't want to entertain some things. And I don't know. I want to do this dating shit, but I'm running into some questionable people in the meantime. And it's just like, man, I'm so glad I'm not interested in trying to date online right now. Cause I would, at this time it would drive me crazy. It already drives me crazy. I already hate it. <laughs> yeah, it does. But I just, I don't need that headache. I don't, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm just, a part of me is like, all right, I have very deep conversations with a small group of people. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like doing just silly talk with somebody. What's your favorite color? Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's like, I don't know. And I know I sound like I'm just one of these people like that we were talking about just saying all these random philosophies that don't mean anything, but it's just No. Uh, that's why like once again I'm still like very into really becoming like just somebody's friend first. Cause I feel like when you're somebody's friend first, it ain't it ain't all that awkward fake bullshit. Right. And like, when you typically when you become friends with people, it's just like a genuine unforced connection it's not you know what i'm saying like you don't walk up to somebody and be like hey you want to be my friend what do you like to do what's your favorite color what do you want to eat you know what i'm saying like he likes peanut butter and jelly too. right <laughs> so yeah i don't know i hate that whole like beginning initial phase too but my thing is i ain't meeting nobody <laughs> so it's like i would prefer that but it's like yeah I I don't know anybody. I don't know what to tell you as someone who is trying to look but doesn't want to have to deal with that other than stop trying to look. <laughs> that's but I, that, I know I, that's I've not been doing that for years. That's not what you want to do. I've been doing that for way too long now. That's why I'm I'm used to doing that. I could do that all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I just feel like all this shit has to be happening for a reason that's bigger than me. And maybe it'll be a good story down the line. But hey, I'm I'm just trying to keep my confidence up, too. Yeah. I don't want to fall down in the meantime. Like, it, it's kind of ironic that in the middle of when I can't meet anybody, my confidence is peak. <laughs> Not really, because you, we have all just had the time to be with ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fully aware of myself now. I feel like I have more confidence than normal as well lately also, but because I've been trying to get myself together. I I think that's it. The, the I'm, I've done the work. I'm just ready to reap some of those benefits of doing the work. And all the people I'm coming to contact with are a little bit too young. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to up that age limit back to about 27. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to fix them parameters. <laughs> bullshit. You already knew that would go where I don't even know what you were thinking. You were just trying to get some more options. You were trying to add to the pool. I kept like running out of people be like, fuck. Cause like I told I mean, that's easy to do. It's not enough people on Hinge in Huntsville. Also, oh my God. yeah, it's not it's not enough. Um, it's not enough. So Hinge was actually a thing like years ago, because my homeboy was telling me about it like before I even got on Bumble. Um, so he was like, "Yeah, so many of my friends are on it, and they've been going on dates, and you know, a couple of them are in relationships. You should try this." And I downloaded it and everything, and it was just like you're the area that you're in is not developed enough, or there isn't enough people in your community on the app. Yeah. So try back again later. Like it, I couldn't even do any swiping or anything. So Hinge is still kind of small, and I still That's, feel like it's not a whole lot of people that know about it. It's kind of catching on now, but I wish I lived in a place like Atlanta. Yeah. Like in a black ass fucking place, and yeah. then I could have multiple options, or even Nashville, or just anywhere that's now, super populated. Hinge would probably be. When I did change my parameters, I did also go to like a hundred miles, and so I started getting people from Nashville. So yeah, only thing about that is that typically doesn't work either. I know it, it just lessens the chance of that first meetup actually happening. That's uh, and that's why I just dropped my age parameters. And I've gotten more hits. Yeah. But man, I never really understood how grown I am now. Like I'm I'm a, I'm grown. We are we are pretty grown. <laughs> but it's, it's like it's certain things that we just don't fuck with no more. But up until this year I felt like the imposter syndrome. But now like this year I'm like, nah, I'm a I felt like that when I could tell that like there was just certain things that we could not relate to with the younger generation. Yeah. Like I was just like, Yeah, we grown. Like this ain't for me. This is I don't get this and it's cause <laughs> it's not for me. Right. Like new rappers and stuff. I find it when I find it. Yeah, I don't I, mean. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I sent you that uh the <laughs> text that they, have you ever listened to Corbin? You said, What? <laughs> like I cursed at you. <laughs> Wait, what? When I asked you, did you ever listen to that band Corbin? And like it's the the one that had the Indian the Hindu Okay. And you're like, what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, my grandma jumped out. <laughs> that type of stuff. Like, once upon a time, it was like, we are on top of all the new artists. I don't care no more. I can't even say that because I don't know. I just feel like I pay attention to what I like. I don't connect with everybody. Yeah. Music has to like really connect with me. I can I listen to tons of stuff, yeah. but the stuff that connects with me, like anything Frank Ocean puts out, which is sad his brother died. Oh, I didn't know that. His little brother died in a car accident. Damn, when? Saturday. Sheesh. Yeah, that's that's stuff. But like, so anybody like Frank Tyler the Creator. 
Snow. People that I can relate to, like, for different parts of my life. Like, the reason I say that Igor was my favorite album last year is just because it related to what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. And then plus, when you really listen to an album, and it's not just that spoon-fed stuff, and you get the whole concept of it. Because on the surface, it just kind of seems like he's battling himself, but it's really just about you're falling in love with somebody. And then at the end, that person goes with somebody else. That's why it's like, it's dope. And then with Snow, I can't listen to Snow Lakers album all the time. That should be giving me my fucking feelings. Yeah, I can't. I haven't listened. Like that's like that's that's about how I feel about eight oh eights and heartbreak. Mm. That takes me to a very specific, specific place, time, and know. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of, it's a lot of music that that even just has vibes that take me to certain people and places that I have to kind of like. Eh. Yeah, yeah. It's whole people's catalogs that I just, I refuse to go down because it's just like, I remember being 21. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of music, Miss Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter, first of her name. Slayer <laughs> of baby hair, of baby hair. <laughs> that might be the title. Slayer, Slayer of baby hair has put out a visual album, Black is King, and it is amazing from a visual standpoint, musical standpoint, of course. That the soundtrack for The Lion King came out last year, but seeing the way that she used it in the album is amazing. But it looked also looked expensive. Ooh, extra expensive. The opulence, the decadence. <laughs> Tux is next to the president. Okay. <laughs> um. So how what did you think? How do you how does it make you feel? How were what were your emotions while you were consuming? While I was watching, I felt like a kid. Yeah. And it was like it's almost like the, a similar way to how I felt when I watched Black Panther the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. And you're just seeing like all these amazing visuals and you're seeing black bodies looking amazing. And all over the diaspora and you feel like you're seeing a piece of you and it doesn't seem I wouldn't say it doesn't seem forced but it feels so authentically African American Mm. it's not necessarily authentically African but it's it's us and it's the world that flows in our blood and to see that on a screen is amazing yeah it um 
So I'm overwhelmed still just because there's so many parts of it that can be like broken down and dissected and like from just the the locations to I saw somebody um or her hairstylist the braider who did all of her braid styles I guess was um doing examples of um uh, inspirations that each braid style came from and mm-hmm. You know, why Beyonce chose the styles that she chose and just there's so many like this, this particular movie, I guess you if if that's what we're going to call it. (laughs) um, It has more layers than anything that she has ever done. Yeah. Like there's is so much to dig into and like piece together but at the same time she's also she's also giving it to us in a way that we understand still like what the message is and what it's about but there's still like so much that I feel like I could I could go back and watch and see different things like every time that was the third time I've seen it see that was so that was my third time playing it, but my second time actually like watching it more undividedly. The first time I pu- I put it on, I just put it on because I was excited, but I was actually um, doing shit. So it kind of became like a background thing. And then I stopped it because I was just like, well, you know, I'm going to watch it later on with the fam. So let me just wait. Um. But even still, I feel like I feel like it's something that I'm gonna have to like watch and pause and like right <laughs> make notes out loud because I actually did that the second time I watched it because the first time I was so overwhelmed yeah because like just visually just sti- I was overly stimulated I guess and then the second time I was like let me start making a couple of notes yeah and then seeing now you know since people can actually talk about it. Motherfucking <laughs> Valyrian steel, Wakandan, whatever, vibranium. vibranium. Uh, <laughs> now that people can talk about it and like seeing everybody who was a part of it talk about like the process and, you know, just giving different details on why things are the way they are. Like that's another thing, too, that kind of adds to it. Um. I'm very interested in I'm very interested in like the colors. I feel like there was so many colors just period in general, mm-hmm. but so many of them were motifs. They had to be. So I I'm really want like the pink and the orange um when they were lining up around the pool, but then she kind of goes back in with the pink some more. A couple times. For some reason, I thought of flamingo dancers when she was doing that. I don't know what I was equating or trying to get out of the pink, but pink, of course, the blue. There were so many different hues of blue mm-hmm. that Greens, was reoccurring. A lot of green. Um, yellow, of course. Red. Pinks. So she definitely had a lot of the primary 
but then the, I don't know the pink and the orange just really stood out, and then the turquoise, like the uh-huh. the body painting of the men. Um, what dang, I can't remember. I can't remember either. But just that turquoise body paint, I really want to know like what that was about. Like, why did you make these people change their skin color here? And why turquoise? Like, what does that mean? I think that's, I think that's how the color looks. If I'm not mistaken, I can't remember what culture that is. Mm-hmm. But there was more body painting too, like earlier. Yeah, the on white, the white, the full white. That was the I think face, Zulu. the tribal painting. Or no, you remember in the first um, at the beginning? Oh, okay, yeah. Where they had the full white body paint. Yeah. Now I know I understand like the tribal paint. But like the when she like has their bodies like full cover painting. Also, you can see, man, she is a faithless stand. Yeah, and it's dope. Just the way she just uses, like how he's just spread throughout it. Also, you see just how she's a film nerd, apparently. And really, it's just if she film. isn't somebody in her camp. Sure is. It's got to be her at this point. <laughs> as detailed and as many references that were in that, mm-hmm. yeah, she's got to be a film buff. I'm just trying to imagine like them storyboards and how crazy those have had to look to get to that point. We need a behind the scenes. We got to. <laughs> Like, we need a last dance equivalent of Black is King. We need we need a homecoming style. Like this is what happened. This is how many times we rehearsed for this, and we need that. What was your favorite part of it? It's gonna be hard, but <laughs> Mood Forever for for, for everything everything about Mood Forever. The way that they brought in Hove and that is so dope. And like when we were watching it just now, I was like, you know, it's crazy. Jay Z knows how dope he is. Yeah. That nigga know. He been new. He been new. But it's new. just dope. Man. Now he just flexing it in a different right. way. Cause not only does he know he dope, but he got the baddest chick in the game, like he said. Right. Who is doing this dope ass shit that he's a part of. <laughs> Jay Z was on a Disney <laughs> it was in a Disney movie. You know how crazy that is? I love how um Them and Mood Forever was like a sequel to um what they did in Ape Shit. Yeah. And they it was a lot of references to Ape Shit too. Mm, um but my so my favorite I really like already um after move forever like i said i like power and brown skin girl um yeah no move forever is my top move forever seems like it's the it's just the fashions like the, the i mean our the imagery throughout already was just lit and just saturated and full of so much like eccentrism and and creativity but move forever was just like that 
I can't explain it. It's just like I also like that she was able to take herself out of different things along like the throughout the movie and let other people shine. Mm. And even in the beginning of Move Forever, the way she just brings in Hove. Yeah. And tells the like lets the story be that the kid is just daydreaming mm-hmm. and he's just hove doing all this hove shit with Beyonce. It was like really lit. Also the coming to America and belly references. Mm. Like when they step up in the club. With the blue. Man. Like it's just man. Um I like when they do bougie ass fucking shit. Yeah, that, just extra just flaunt it in our face over the top the the butler brushing her teeth and the grill with the grill that grill was dope that was oh man another thing that made me realize like i realized after watching this is like i gotta i gotta go to houston sometime like if you think about the culture of people that just come from houston it's just amazing. You got Beyonce There's and Salon. Creativity in Houston. Scarface. Who else is in there? Um, Normani. Yeah. Meg Thee Stallion. Yeah. Bay. Toby, who we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just like tech. Black Texas culture is amazing. Itself. Yeah, I mean, you already know the fucking Rockets games be lit. Travis Scott's from Houston too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm not a huge Travis Scott follower. Like, I like some of his songs that I hear, but I don't really be, I don't be knowing about his life. Travis Scott is Kid Cudi if Kid Cudi never got strung out on drugs. I can see that. But then he married a Kardashian. Or made a baby with right the richest one, but I mean, still fuck the Kardashians. <laughs> Look <laughs> back to that's <laughs> me. I say right. Fuck. Um, what was your favorites? Mood forever. Um, I'm not. I don't remember the song names. The one where. Uh, Let me look at the song title. Who the hell? I like Brown Skin Girl. I like uh Blue Ivy. Oh, yeah, that's all right. That's my favorite. When Blue was dressed like Beyonce yes. and they kept flashing back. With the um what was the what was the designer? Mugler. But you pronounce all that <laughs> shit. Mugla, no, I think that's who it was. No, nah. uh, Siri Mugla. <sighs> so sore. Jealous, jealous. What? Don't be jealous. Oh yeah, I love that one. Don't you jealous me? Don't. Um. Uh. I really like that one song that was like an interlude. I thought that was. Already it was dope too. Just yeah, that's what I said. What is the name of that song? I need to know. I need to know that interlude. Cause that was so just soft and <sighs> My power 
is probably my favorite one. Yeah, I said that too. Were you listening to me? <laughs> I was, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of the ones that your tops gonna be all my tops. Sometimes we be the same person, and that's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so all of your favorites are my favorites, also. Uh, but yeah, I gotta watch it a couple more times so I can get the full effect of it. But while I was watching it, I had the second time I was watching it, I had the epiphany. And I was like, I wonder if Kim's gonna get on board with this. So you could make an argument. Let me write this down. You can make an argument that Beyonce has probably the best rock film discography. I mean film filmography. Because, all right, and by rock star film, this is like what I mean. Where somebody is at their peak mm-hmm. or near their peak and they do a visual album, if you will, or just a film that may or may not be based on them, but they're telling the story of something. Mm-hmm. So the examples are Runaway Kanye, Moonwalker, MJ, uh, Purple Rain, Hard Day's Night by the Beatles, which just, I don't know nothing about that. It's just, man, I'm just a fucking weirdo. It's fine. <laughs> Lemonade. Uh, you got Black is King. The Wall, Pink Floyd. And then you got the Blues Brothers. You could argue that with Lemonade and Black is King, Beyonce might have that on lock. Because I love Purple Rain. But as the last time we watched Purple Rain, we were very, we were made very aware the shortcomings <laughs> of Purple mm-hmm. Rain, mm-hmm. and I don't have that same feeling with any of Beyonce's stuff. It's not really a shortcoming I could name, especially visually, like Lemonade. It's gorgeous. Everything about it. And iconic. It's so many iconic parts. To- it's like, I can't even describe it. Like, the way that it's put together is just so, like, it just flows so well. Like, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel choppy or forced. Like, you can't really tell when they stopped and when they picked back up. And- right. And that's why I feel like it has to be her that's the mastermind behind all this. You know, people used to be trying to act like it wasn't, it was the people around her mm-hmm. who were running, like, no, this has to be Beyonce. To have a vision that uh, executed that well has to be Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's why she decided to head her own producing company. Right. <laughs> so people could start listening to her. I want to see her uh, direct more. Like, direct other things yeah i agree for sure if she could just start like helping people produce and direct their own like visual albums what if she just became like a visual album like what if beyonce becomes like steven spielberg (laughs) just visual album mogul it's like oh yeah Oh, uh, Beyonce, yeah, she used to do music. This now is, she just does film. This is how you get me to enjoy um, 
musicals. <laughs> Put Beyonce in? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but make it make it not feel as forced. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. There was just the way, like I said, the way that things were set up and executed, like it didn't feel like let's pause here and stop because a song is about to come up or, <laughs> but know? also there's so much going on that you have to keep the replay value yeah. is there. Um, that keep up factor. <laughs> right. Even going down, like the reason I say that she might have the best also is because like the shortfall and runaway is Kanye West cannot act for shit. <laughs> and, and runaway was just one song. I don't know the movie. I'm talking about the full movie, the 35 minute movie. You've never seen it? Yeah, but is it Runaway? But wasn't it just one song? Runaway is the centerpiece of the movie. Oh, but the movie has all the songs from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I don't remember. That was so long ago. I've watched that shit so much. Um, but yeah, because it starts like with Dark Fantasy. Maybe I haven't. I don't know. I can't remember it because Kanye was doing so much at that time. Yeah, it's like a 40-minute movie. I may have seen it. I just don't remember. I remember Runaway specifically because that was like... The shit. Obviously. But yeah, the, the full movie because the way he brings in uh, Devil in a Blue Dress... I mean, Devil in a New Dress in the movie, you couldn't have seen it then. Maybe not because I don't, I don't remember. Because the way he walks... <laughs> or maybe I did and I didn't realize that it was all like cause when it came out it premiered and then the extended runaway video is like I think like 12 minutes but the full movie is like 40 mm. but Hype Williams directed it yeah I remember that yeah but uh so yeah that was the only downfall with the movie runaway Purple Rain Prince is just an abusive fuckboy. <laughs> Moonwalker is all over the place. Basically. And the centerpiece of the movie Moonwalker is the smooth criminal video. Mm. But it's an hour long. Okay. But it has different videos. Like he has the bad video. Yeah. When they're kids. I've seen that. It used to come on VH1 all the time when we were kids. Back before VH1 became ratchet. Invaded. <laughs> the good old VH1 days. I gotta stop saying hard R. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, we also got Hard Day's Night. Which just tells the Beatles. It's the Beatles starring as themselves in the middle of Beatlemania. And so they're just running around away from girls and stuff. But it's actually really funny. Because they're naturally funny. Hmm. Yeah, I ain't know nothing about that. Got the wall by Pink Floyd. Blues Brothers? You seen Blues Brothers? Bits and pieces. Blues Brothers is amazing because it gets a lot of people who never got to get their full just do a Hmm. little piece of it. So you get Cab Calloway. In one of his last roles, you get John Lee Hooker, you get Aretha tearing down the house with Think. You get Ray Charles doing Shake a, t- shake a Tail Feather. 
It's just amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen all of it. Um, but the movies that I wouldn't include in this category are Eight Mile. Because it's just mine. That wasn't even on the radar for me. Eight Mile is a, a good movie. It was yeah. It's not a bad movie, but it's not on it's this not, level. Yeah, that's not what I meant by like the rock star films. Like these are the ones that I don't feel like they are. The Wiz, even though you got Michael Jackson and Diana Ross, that's a different type. That's just a flat out musical. Yeah. Jailhouse Rock. It's just Elvis being Elvis. I don't know if I saw that. Dream Girls is an old musical. musical. So what's love got to do with it? Doesn't star Tina Turner, but it's based on Tina's life or whatever. And Thriller. Even though Thriller is a different... Thriller is closer to what we were talking about, but it's not because... It's just not. Yeah. Because that's 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 just a, a really good music video. Yeah, it's just a, a, a really well-played-out, uh, unfolded... Short film. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm trying to think any other ones that I can think of of like what I'm specifically talking about. You could do a Star is Born, any of the ones, including the Barbara Streisand one or the Lady Gaga one. I but haven't seen the Barbara Streisand one. Yeah. It's Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. It's pretty good. You're such a nerd. This is true. I don't know none of this shit. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just had a lot of time on my hand when I was a kid <laughs> to just, I don't know. I did not have access to any of this in this way. That is why libraries are important, ladies and gentlemen. But who was taking your black ass to the library? I used to have to take shifts for uh, either it'd be my dad, and he'd just go read Sports Illustrated or something while I'm running around the library, Mm-mm. or it'd be my mom. My mom hated Cause it was never just go, but my dad could just take me. I liked going to the library, but we didn't go outside of like school stuff, really. Yeah, I, like I've said before, I think I cut it out not for any reason, but that's also how I got a lot of my music knowledge. Yeah, because I just when I start realizing you could check Burn out CDs and yes. shit. Yeah. That's how I fell in love with Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, and all these other white-ass groups. Mm -hmm. But uh, Hard Day's Night got re-released on DVD when we were in high school. Because I remember me and Justin, that's when I first saw it. Ninth grade. Sometimes I just feel alone (laughs) in the world. I got nothing. Oh, I was going to bring up how people are, because I took a picture of this, how people are still talking about how, uh, (laughs) how Diddy has fucked so many of his music groups out of money. But somebody posted a thread. 
He said, it's just Diddy has fucked over so many artists. There needs to be a documentary on how badly he's done the people he signed. B5, Danny DeCane, Day 26, etc. Remember B5? Mm-hmm. I do. Let me see if I can find his thread. Because apparently, I guess one of the dudes from B5 posted. I think it's the youngest one. Yeah, he posted on his Instagram. He said, we made 99.9% of our income from live performances and merchandise until this day. I've never seen a penny from any of our B5 commercial albums. For years, we reached out to lawyers, advisors, and even TV networks for a chance to help us or tell our story, and no one ever touched it. So here I am telling my story, my truth, and not from a woe-is-me perspective, but as an example for the next generation of young artists to write and own your content, read your contacts, contracts and create new sounds for the love of music as an expression of who you are. You don't need to compromise for the bag or the glamorized record label, record label deal. We have enough artists like that and doing a great job at it. What I dream to see, what I dream to see in the now dash future makes sense now slash future he put a dash not a slash anyway uh is a is a world full of new beautiful music from authentic souls but damn like how does diddy keep escaping this conversation well the short answer the long thought out answer the short answer that's how the music industry has been since the beginning of time. Yeah, true. But Diddy escapes it because his biggest artist, for one, his biggest artist by far is no longer. So. And all the other people were kind of one and dones besides like Mary J. Blige, which was under Andre Harrell. So it was a little different. Yeah. All the people he did with, uh, Uptown was a little different. Well, when he went to Bad Boy. The music industry is so fucked. Yeah. Like, when he was saying the thing about they only made 99% of their profits came from uh, shows, that's about how everybody is. Yeah. That's why it was such a big deal when people started doing 360 deals and and the record label was getting cuts of their tours. And people were like, whoa, why should you get a cut of my merchandise in my tours yeah uh joe button talks about it a lot about how just how fucked up the music industry is i don't if you sign a record label now though you kind of you hustling backwards you can do all this stuff by By yourself yourself, yeah even on a this isn't the music you can see the writing on the wall but that's about how podcasting is about to be what do you mean? Where people are like, it's going to be groups and businesses that are trying to just feed off the content of people making podcasts. And then they'll try to take it because that's what they always do. Yeah. The industry is just blood suckers. That's why I didn't like the whole, what's the name of the app? For the podcast app. That you can come up with your own 
Anchor? Yeah. I didn't like the idea of Anchor. Why not? Because once you sign up for Anchor, your uh, URL and everything is an Anchor URL, and you can't just transfer it. So they more or less own your podcast. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. And then, yeah, they they say you're making money by doing their ads and stuff. But in return, you've given your podcast to somebody else. Mm. And I don't like that. Yeah. Everybody's trying to just have their hand in the pot nowadays. And that's why it's just you got to be iffy about who you say you want as your... Uh, Like who you say you want to uh, advertise for. Mm-hmm. What are you giving? Because the interest will always be in business. So you must look out for your own content. Yeah, them contracts be having loopholes. What's the uh, the tribe uh, quote? Rule. Where can I find it? <laughs> record label is shady but i'm just like damn y'all's you know money came from this and y'all didn't see none of it you think uh you think he's bad if you ever get time to go down a, a like a wormhole go look at how many people fuck that uh barry gordy fucked over i can believe that barry gordy fucked over <laughs> Everybody, even down to like Diana Ross and Marvin Gaye. I just don't even understand that mentality. It's just like you are not the talent. Like, why don't you believe that the talent should be getting paid well? You okay? You've seen The Last Dance enough to know. All right, the argument that Jerry Krause is making that organizations win championships right that's exi- that's essentially I, I get that but i'm just saying how do you get to that mentality that like like that type of greediness gets you in that i, I just feel like that's greedy it is and it's because people but people justify it because they have put in some work it's, it's that whole no i in team situation like right and it, it erases individualism which people like us of course wouldn't agree with no also in the middle of this pandemic is also shown people how capitalism is ruthless yeah like people really just want you to go back to work and don't give a fuck if you die about, or not yeah they don't care about none of that so it makes sense that in the record label industry people are artists and artists aren't taught how to monetize their work. Especially if you're not from the industry or Yeah, or you're not brought up in schools the way like you go to Berkeley School of Music and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Most of these people are people that were living in poverty. And somebody comes and is like, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you sign right here. Yeah. Ain't many eighteen, nineteen year olds gonna be like, Let me talk that over with my lawyer. Mm-hmm. So they're preying upon you for not knowing the business. But, yeah, that's an age-old record label thing. It's just Diddy is did this in the modern era with social media. 
So you're like, how can he get away with this? I really, I mean, I, I don't understand how anybody can get away with it, especially with multiple, but, but it's, it's the contract. It's the ink on paper. I, each day at work, I see people sign a contract that says some of the craziest stuff in it. Like I need one day I'm gonna let you read the contract. It's wild. I believe it. And then people just sign it. And then every now and then it gets some asshole that'll come in like, let me read this. You're not gonna understand it mm-hmm. because it's not meant for you to understand they what don't you're want signing. You to know that you're getting fucked, <laughs> right? Like nobody would sign anything if you're just like, you know what? Let's just put it in black and white. You are an idiot, and we don't give a fuck what's going on. So, it's it's just a lot of shady stuff. Out here, wait till we fucking drop these other fucking designs. When that fall murder, when these crew next come back, hey. I'm drip too hard, don't stand too close. My only thing is now I'm wondering we shut these prices. People my sister is like, this shit is expensive. I'm like, no, the fuck is not. She hasn't seen other people's merch. She's cheap. She don't do shit like that. She buy she buy home accents and shit. Uh, she don't buy t shirts. She ain't seen other people's merch. Right. And I, people be out here selling crew necks and shit for like 85 bucks. I was looking at uh marathon clothing stuff. That shit gone up even more. Mm, I haven't looked at it. I want this crew neck. It's a hundred dollars though. I ain't gonna be able to do it. Man, I got money, but some <laughs> stuff I just still am not gonna That's also the age thing too now. Like <laughs> just- a 31-year-old me can't be like, you know what, nigga? I'm buying this $100 crew neck. I'm I'm nervous to buy a $55 pair of chucks. Not because I can't afford it. I just feel like it's frivolous. It's expensive for some chucks. You can get chucks for $30 or less nowadays. Yeah, but I want, I want the official. I mean, yeah, yeah. I got to get the... Uh, also, I'm gonna get a wide pair because yo, fuck this shit. Yeah, these are the chucks ones, are already uncomfortable. Yeah, these are the ones from because they uh, flat as fuck. These are the ones I had in eleventh grade. I have only had about two pairs. I had some slip-ons back in middle school, and then I had some low tops. I've never had a pair of low tops. So I've always had high tops. Both were white because I just felt like. It's the most classic pair to have, but I never had any high top chucks. That rock star lifestyle might not make it. That's because I got it. I got it. I was always more into vans than chucks. I was always a chucks person just because I'm trying to be a. I am a fucking nerd. Just feel like, yeah, all my favorite rock groups always wear chucks. I'm just going to wear chucks. Kurt Cobain were Chucks. Now don't me don't get me wrong, I love Chucks, but Van my love for Vans took over. Also, I quit you sneak your head, motherfuckers. I'm done. I'm just Ooh, yeah. I'm done. Like the love of the game is completely gone for me. And I want to be as anti 
sneakerhead as possible. This dude on TikTok made an angry video about the sneaker game. The one where he was ranting about how people used to be able to uh, be in line. Be in line and get shoes and how like Nike should be able to sue. I was like, he right. They not doing enough because. They want it that way, man. This ain't fucking fair. <laughs> this ain't fucking. This dude. Yeah. Yeah. Since you fucked up macaroni and cheese, this shit ain't fair. <laughs> like, I'm I'm about to be out the game, and I just got in it. It ain't worth it, man. I deleted, like, I unfollowed every sneaker account that I was following on Twitter. I unfollowed because I'm like, fuck it. Like, Boy, what's the point it. in getting these notifications about these drops just the thing that pissed me off today was somebody retweeted their Grateful Dead uh, dunks, and I just wanted to. Another thing beat I hate too is that um, they didn't have all the colorways available for everybody to buy. Like I want to say, a couple of the colorways were only available in like Europe or some shit. Yeah, and then some the, I, of them you could only get in stores. So I'm just like, damn. What I if should, I wanted? The pair that wouldn't yellow. The um, the Grateful Dead's are not a, a general release, so this argument really isn't towards that. But I just feel like I should be able to get any general release. I shouldn't have to compete with bots and all this other shit. And then plus with all this COVID shit, I literally can't go to the fucking store. Wait, right? I don't have a choice but to be on your website. I'm done. I'm going back to wearing, look, this is my new philosophy going forward. I'm just going to have staples. So I'm about to buy another pair of Chucks. I will have, I'll get another pair of Doc Martens this winter. I'm going to get a pair of Air Force Ones soon. I'm just going to have staples. I ain't trying to get no, I might get another pair of Jordans down the line and that'll be my last pair of Jordans. I think I'm, I'm done buying ones until I, um, for one, like I feel like they got so hyped that even even getting a pair Jordan ones or Air Force one Jordan ones, yeah, even getting a pair um, on resale. The way I feel about ones is the way I I feel about uh, the Elevens. I just I don't ever want a pair of Elevens. <laughs> I'm, I only have a couple of uh, Jordans that I even fuck with for real. It's, it's ones, um, I really like the cement threes. You a hype piece, not just. <laughs> I, I really, I just love those. That's my um, favorite of all time. Fours, sixes, and twelves. That's it for me. I'm, I wasn't really into none of that other shit. I like threes, fours, sevens. Well, sixes, sevens. My pair of eights back here is my, one of my favorites too. Twelves, uh, I do like twelves because my flu games are up there. It's my favorites. My ta- taxis are my favorites. I don't have any, but that's that is a classic shoe. That colorway, then that gold accent. Um, I'm a weirdo because I always like the fifteens, and nobody likes the fifteens. I don't even think I can recall what them look like. They're the ugliest ones ever, but <laughs> I like them. I've always liked Jordan 15s. Oh, sheesh. But um But yeah, I'm 
not the game, bro. Yeah, I'm done. I'm just gonna if I really want something, I'll find it. But as far as trying to get shit when it releases, I'm not. Or if somebody got it in the kids, yeah, no, I don't like that. That reminds me of a marching band, the marching band shoes. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, too. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, and unless I can find it in the kids size for a reasonable price. Oh, scroll up because it changed when you change the orientation mm. yeah it's not my that's not my flavor and then also the 17s those are the last ones he actually played in that i actually like now i do want some um some white air force lows um but that that's that's probably i'm a fully rebel too like i'm about to buy a pair of black forces <laughs> I'm about to join the dark side. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't like those either. Seventeens. Interesting looking. Um. Anyway, but yeah, I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm. I can't get excited anymore. I'm just gonna be buying basic, neutral vans. Go with staples. <laughs> Simple shit that I can walk in the store and walk out with, and I ain't got to spend no more than $60. Because these shoes is out here getting expensive. If you had only gotten in the game earlier, you'd be even more mad. You're, like, I'm disgusted. Or you got somebody like Thomas who is completely disgusted. Like, just being able to wait on it. A day of a release and getting your shoe. The biggest problem you would have back then was somebody at the store would be saving pairs for their homeboys. Mm-hmm. We only got one pair of tens. Nigga, the store just fucking opened. How the fuck? <laughs> Y'all only got Inventory one Inventory says. <laughs> right. Y'all got 12 pairs up in this hole. And then nah. I used to hate also that shit. Like, this is when I hated women. Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> Hated past <laughs> Yeah, this is when like I was full blown massages. Like I would hate to uh I would uh I hated that I could never get to work at a shoe store because they always just hire pretty girls. Really? Yeah. I feel like I don't see as many girls in shoe stores. It's not the same anymore. But back in the day it was always just girls working there. It'd be like some older weirdo fucking dude that's the manager and he just hire all girls. I'd be like, man, I don't remember enough. I mean, plus I knew this one girl. She she didn't know shit about shoes. Like I remember, <laughs> um, she posted on Twitter. Somebody had a pair of Griffies, and Griffies logo is the swing man, so it's him swinging the bat. And then she posted a picture, like trying to clown this person, be like, "What kind of Jordans are these? Uh, the the uh, Jumpman logo doesn't even look the same." Oh, bless it! And I read the fuck out of her, <laughs> like, like I read, like I screenshotted it. I was like, "A IG, like who the fuck? What kind of dumbass fucking bitch who? would put this fucking like you don't know how you work in the store with this shit, and you don't know fucking Griffies." And that's when Griffey's and uh, Diamond Turfs 
were the shit. Well, so, love diamond tarps. I saw a pair the other day. I thought about buying it. I had a pair in college that I ended up finding a Nike windbreaker that matched perfectly. They were black, white, and pink. Bruh. Ooh, I miss my diamond tarps. They're at my mom's house, actually. What am I talking about? I can go over and get them. Bruh, I was a swaggy-ass nigga, man. I was fucking I was out here balling. Right, all these kick pics. <laughs> you know, when I worked at one time, I was a fucking shit, bruh. Nothing but shoes. I was killing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm out the game, bruh. The good old days. Hey, at least I got documented evidence that your boy was swaggy. If I had just, man, I was I spent too much of my time chasing fucking sneakers instead of women. I fucked up. No. Went about it wrong. Not necessarily. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I should have. It's gonna sound bad again. I should have just hit everything. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.